Welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, Inspiring Stories from Everyday People. I'm really pleased to announce a very special guest, Adrian Clark. He comes to us from Henderson, Nevada. His friends call him AC. I call him AC. We've been friends since, uh, well, probably the mid-1980s, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, and I've, I've invited AC to be part of the podcast today because he has a very special, heartwarming, uplifting story to share. And I'll warn you up front, you might want to go get a box of tissues before you sit down and listen to this very special story. So, AC, welcome. And I'm so glad you're with us today. It's good to be here with you, Grover. It's been a long time, but always uh, bringing back friendships is great. Yeah, it is. And appreciate you. You've had some experiences in your life, AC, you and your wife. Uh, and she's here with us today, too, Terry. I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the events that have taken place that have really shaped your family and shaped you and shaped your wife and your children. We've been married 32 years, Terry, and I have uh, three boys, Dustin and Cody and Brady. Brady's married. Cody, back in 2012, called us, and he had been down working in Arizona, and he was having problems with his hip. He said, I... I don't know what's going on. I think I need a chiropractor. My hip's tied every morning. And so when he came on up, we had him check with the chiropractor. And he says, no, you're, you're not you know, out of alignment or anything. And so he went back to work down in Arizona. And, and uh, after that, a couple of weeks later, he came back and said it just kept hurting more and more. And so we had some tests set up and went out and seen an orthopedic to check his hip. He sent us to an orthopedic oncologist. Cody was checked out. He said there was uh, no signs of malignancy. There was, you know, not to worry. We went ahead and took that, went back to the other orthopedic and told him, and he didn't agree with it. So we had a second check done on it. And following the second check, he said the same thing. Follow, follow that up with, in January that 2012, we had him biopsy it. During the biopsy, the doctor came out and told us Cody had a osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer. Needless to say, probably the hardest thing you've ever had to hear as a parent. Yeah. Painful. But we we had to gather gather together as a family talk about it, and let our faith take over. Uh, We met with the oncologist. He had a pretty big mass on his hip. They started chemo to reduce the swelling, reduce the size of the tumor. And after five months of chemo, three solid days of it, and we'd take a break, and then we got three solid days. Got it to the point where we could uh, leave Vegas, Went down to UCLA and met with those doctors. Uh, he was informed then he would probably have to lose his leg. And that was that was very very painful for the family very sports-oriented family and did a lot of hunting, do a lot of hunting, changing 
it was going to change Cody's life and ours. And I think uh, I talked to you about this uh, just yesterday. Cody was 19 years old when all this started happening. Yeah. Cody was 19, played on the All-Star baseball team following his senior year, and we just had to do what we had to do at that point. In May of 20, 2012, took Cody down. He walked into the hospital. Hard to hard to see. I mean, he, he spent those open times uh, running back and forth, playing with his buddies in Ely and playing in the mountains and really wasn't in his shoes, but getting his mind wrapped around it. So the day that uh, he had his leg amputated and the family was all gathered around him, obviously, yeah. but the doctors came in and told him what he had to do to leave the hospital. Yeah. Once Cody's leg was amputated, like I said, he walked into the hospital and and then that was the last time we seen him walk. Uh, it was very painful. A doctor would tell him uh, before you could leave, you had to walk the hallway. And just watching him stand up was was hard enough because the, the blood rush to the amputated side he said it was burning and painful to the point where he just he couldn't stand up I'm sure he still had those nerves yeah the nerves were there mm -hmm. and he walked in the room could finally move around in the room and go around the bed that's when they told him when you you know he says when do I get to go home and he says you're gonna have to walk the hall then you can go home and it was devastating because here you are, 19 years old, really didn't want to have people see him without a leg. He mustered all of his strength, and we got out there in the hallway and watched him walk the hallway. So what was Cody's mindset early on before he was able to get up and walk that hallway? He was going to make it. He, strongest kid, strongest kid I've ever met. Just a, a joy as a parent to see, you know. The strength he showed, his strength strengthened us. As bad as the situation was, it made the family closer. And I think that's what you have to look at. You you have to take the bad with the good and understand. We don't know why it happened, but it was definitely, if it was to strengthen everybody around him, or he obviously already had the strength, but I think... His mission in life was to strengthen those around him, help them. And it sounds like he did a wonderful job at that. Yeah. He went on. He got done with that. His buddies, once we got home, his buddy Tyler came in from me and said, let's go to, we need to go to Walmart. He says, I don't, I'm not going to Walmart. He goes, I'm not asking you. He said, let's go to Walmart. I'm Joe telling you. Put him in the truck and they went to Walmart. And that following couple of days after that, Headed out, bought a bass boat. Tyler did. Says we're gonna do some fishing together. And what a savior that was. To have uh, a friend like that that would yeah. just pick him up. You know, something mom and dad, I don't think we could have ever pushed him like that. Tyler was able to look at him and tell him we need to go. You know, and there was there his best friend was and they did it and up in the boat they went and they went out and they fished and had a good time. We kept doing 
doing chemo and kept having checks, you know, but... But in the meantime, Cody never slowed down. No, he never did slow down. He had a manual truck, so we had to change that out, get an automatic truck. We had to figure out the gas pedals to the to the brakes because they amputated his right leg and everything's on the right side, so... And didn't he have a have a scary moment in a truck? I think yeah. He was up hunting. We had the truck two, three weeks, and he um, up there with all of his friends. It, it sure didn't, you know, it didn't make us nervous. He had family, the Ashby's, and Haley that just treated him just like their own son, and that's the way we feel about Tyler, too. He's a, he's a son to us, and, and uh, they were up hunting, and Cody, he, he was very independent, and he was off on his own, and making a U-turn on top of a mountain, and just making a turn, and reached over to, to hit the brake and his left leg slid off the brake and it hit the gas and he went over the side, kind of high centered on the rock and on the cliff and he looked down the cliff and he, he couldn't make it back up. But there was a, he said there was a dead tree that he knew he had to make it around. If he could get around that tree, he could get back up over. Oh yeah, I went up there to just to see after it got all done, but he dropped the truck off the cliff, went down around the tree and gave her the gas coming back up and hit that cliff and went right back up the front end of it and the truck landed on the top of the mountain and Cody's head hit the top and took a chunk of hair out. He made it. He had a lot of angels watching over him that day. Well, you know, AC, you have a son who went through something as hard as that and difficult as that was. Going over a cliff's not going to stop him. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, but as a dad, when I looked over that cliff, it was... It was quite quite a cliff. Yeah. He he dropped off quite a ways and didn't damage the truck, but one little piece off the bottom we had to fix. But he calls his mother and says, Mom, she caught bits and pieces of it. Ely, wreck, I'm fine. And she came and told me, you need to go. So I headed on up there. And those were the words that was coming off the mountain. You know, we don't get a lot of reception up in there, but luckily, you know, we had bits and pieces he could share with us. And mm -hmm. The boys, you know, they came up and they found him. He was legging down. He was going down the mountain in the truck, but they got him back in Ely safe. But nothing would stop him. It's funny with the doctors. Dr. Freak would tell him, you go be Cody. You go do what you need to do. And he got out there and they went mountain lion hunting when he was he was off for the one little break and came back and Dr. Freak asked him, well, what did you do? And Cody showed him on his laptop. And he says, Cody, you can't do that. He says, nope, you told me to go be Cody, and this is what Cody does. And so the doctor, when Cody was having bad weeks or bad sessions at chemo, he would, he'd take a break and say, you need to go to the mountain. So what was the picture he showed the doctor? He was in front of a four-wheeler with a mountain lion that he had just got, and he had his arm wrapped around the mountain lion and just was smiling. Okay, so you got a son who loves to hunt, he loves to fish, had his leg amputated, but he still goes up and down the mountains. He still goes out and stands in the lake and, and fishes. Oh, yeah. Where'd he get that? I'd like to say he got it from us, but, you know, I, we, we, we're, uh, we're a strong family. We wasn't never going to quit on Cody. Bad situation. There was no need to talk about it, you know, in your mind. I think you knew what was going on, but... Cody never wanted to talk about that. He wanted to talk about what are we, we going to go do. He had a drive. He had a drive to, 
to be happy. He had a drive to, to search, you know. When he was on the mountain, he'd walk up the mountain faster on one leg in the crutches than you could on two legs. And never let you get to the animal to, to start harvesting it before he got there. You know, he wanted to be there. We would, were going to take good pictures. And so we got a lot of good pictures, a lot of great memories of it. And he sat and sat from the road and guided me in on, a, on an elk hunt. And just him and his little brother. And uh, that would be Brady and very close. They were best of friends. Brady was, he was young. He was seven years younger. And so to see the strength Brady showed also through that time, because we were gone so much down to L.A. back and forth. And luckily, Brady's a very strong young man also, and the Lord looked out for him, and really was a joy to watch him grow up. But his brother rubbed up on him a lot, because that's what him and I do a lot of now, too. I mentioned earlier, as we began this podcast this morning, uh, that your wife, Terry, is with you. Terry, is anything that you'd like to add to the story? AC gave us a beautiful account of what happened and how the family has bounced back from all that. What's something that you could add? About five months before Cody died, we were sitting on the couch watching TV. And this just kind of epitomizes who Cody was. He looked at me and he goes, Mom, can I tell you something? I said, yeah, of course. He goes, I don't like it when people say that I'm their hero or that I inspire them. I go, why is that? He goes, I want to know that I didn't just inspire them, but I inspired them to do something like climb a mountain or go do something hard or go help somebody because I can't do it or because it's hard for me. And in that moment, I knew that that was, that was Cody's legacy right there. I want to know that I didn't just inspire somebody, but I inspired them to do something. And how have your other children rebounded from this I think all of us you know we all take tragedy and as hard as it is you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater because Cody endured something and I believe this in my absolute soul that he endured this in order to make us better people and to help us because each one of us have gained a strength that I don't think we could have ever gotten otherwise. And we owe that to Cody to endure this so that we could have something better. So how has that uh, helped your relationship with AC? Coming from a similar perspective where we've lost a child, and I've heard people say you can either go away from each other or you grow towards each other. How has that worked for you? It was hard. There were moments that it was hard because we did see things differently, and and we believe, you know, we kind of thought that handling things a little different way was the right thing, and it was hard, but I believe in commitment and no matter what, we were we were going to see this through. And, and so, you know, the thing that I think goes along with this story is six months after Cody died, Adrian was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so, you know, that story continues. And um, it's in moments like this you realize what, things are important and what things really aren't and the most important thing in life for any of us is that we all need to love each other 
and take care of each other because nothing else really matters. You know, you're right. And I don't know if it's always been within AC or if this is something even stronger in him because of what Cody went through, but he's handling his diagnosis like a hero. Yeah. And you wouldn't know because he lives life. Cody had a dream right after his amputation. He said he was in the lake. He said, and I looked over to the shore and there were all of these people standing there. So I went over to the shore and I got out to see what was going on. And everybody started surrounding me and asking me questions about my disease and what was going on with me. He goes, Mom, I really believe that I'm supposed to teach people how to fight cancer. And he didn't realize that the people that he needed to teach to fight cancer was his own dad. I believe that. Just as I watch AC, I, I know that he believes that as well. Yeah. And I know that you are an amazing wife and mother in, in the time that I've known you. You're a very strong person, and uh, you've stood up to everything that's gone on around you, and I know that you've been a rock for your family. That is amazing. So AC and you are lucky to have each other. You're lucky to have the family that you do, because I don't think you would have gotten through it without the strength that you have. No. Yeah. Now, as I wrap up here, one last question. There are going to be people listening to this podcast who have gone through trials similar, who might be struggling and might not know what to do. What words would you offer those people? You're not alone. We all have to do hard things at some point, and you're not alone. We've all had to do it, and turn to those and tell them your story because it helps to talk about it. It helps to talk about the things that hurt. Tell It helps to talk about the things that are good and you have to look for the joy in the world because even in hardship, there are good times and those are the things that you need to hold on to even when Cody's was sick. There were times we'd just sit and laugh and, and joke. Those are the things that I hold on to you got to find the happy moments and you can't look at just what's bad because you'll always be able to find bad. So your message is to just let go of the bad and embrace the good. Absolutely. While you have that opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Find something good. Find what you love and enjoy. That's what Cody did. The mountain is what he loved and he enjoyed and that's what he connected to and that's what made it bearable for him. Well, once again, I mean, words can't express how grateful I am that you guys have been willing to share your story today. And I know it'll bless the lives of everyone who listens in on this. And that's why we do this, is to help other people. So thank you both. I love you both. And I'm just grateful that we have the friendship that we do. Thanks for having us. For everybody that's listening, don't never give up. You got two choices in life. You can either be happy or you can be mad. And it's a hell of a lot better to be happy. There you go. Just smile. Couldn't have said it better myself. No. Just, you know, you never know what the guy you're looking at or the lady you're looking at's problem is, but we all have problems. 
So just treat treat people good. Treat everybody good and know your Heavenly Father loves you. We're all his children. We're all brothers and sisters. Stay strong. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has listened in on this podcast. And remember to speak up, speak out, and speak often. Bye-bye.